0: I got your Bibles open to uh, 2 Timothy 1, and uh, we're going to have a look at another guy in, that God uses as an extra in his plan called history. I don't know if you've ever noticed, or did you notice this last week any people in your life that God used that aren't particularly famous? I know I, I certainly did. I noticed a couple, and uh, sometimes they weren't even Christians. But God use them in a special way. So have your Bibles. You've got your Bibles there. Chapter 1 of 2 Timothy. And I just want to give you, I guess, a, a little bit of a, a background story. We've got um, Paul, the Apostle Paul. And, he, and this is pretty much his last letter. All right, his, 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 um, his last letter. And it's, it's almost like a goodbye letter to Timothy. And he's writing this from Rome, and he's in prison. Uh, he's under guard, and he's about to—not not far from here—he will be executed for being a Christian. Okay, and he's writing to Timothy, this young Christian man, and he's and he's passing over all of his knowledge about leadership and and how and running a church and people and and you know. Let's have a look in verse 15. It says here, he says to Timothy, oh sorry, verse 14, let's go to verse 14. He says to Timothy, Through the power of the Holy Spirit who lives within us, carefully guard the precious truth that has been entrusted to you. There's this precious truth that's been entrusted to us as believers. We need to carefully guard that. But you know what? There's there's people that come our way. There's different kinds of people that come our way. Where's my Josh? There's different kinds of people that come our way in life. And uh, we could see ourselves, I guess, here is a glass. This is a Christian. All right. It looks like a glass of water, but it's really a Christian. All right. Now, there's people that come across our path as Christians and even non-Christians. Okay. And we will talk with them and we'll share with them. and, And this is what they do to us. Mm, they feel refreshed, <laughs> but guess how we feel? Mm. Empty, all right? I think there's three kinds of people in, in life, and I'm gonna make them rhyme. They're, there's first ones are the takers, all right? The takers, and they take, like that, they just take. You have a conversation or interaction with them, and they, you feel, afterwards you feel just empty and exhausted and sucked dry you ever met people like that have you got people like that in your life yeah sometimes they hang around churches too but uh, they can leave you feeling dry and empty um then then you've got people that come your way thank you very much and they and they give you they give you these heavy loads and I call them fakers because what they do is they come to you and they've, they've got a plan and, 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 and they, they pretend like they're doing you a favor. And I guess this weight really could do me a favor if I used it properly. But um, ultimately it's weighing me down. It weighs me down. And sometimes people can be in our lives where and, and they can share things with us and they can be really high maintenance. Okay, And it's, it's okay because people are people. I'm not judging anyone, all right? but this is life, right? People can leave you feeling heavier than you started the conversation, all right? And so there's those kinds of people, all right? I'll put this away because it's heavy. So there's takers and there's fakers and there is um, the next kind of people. Thank you very much, my son. Would you mind? Thank you so much. Oh, that's so beautiful. Is that ice in that jug? It is. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's good. Um, Sometimes people are in our life like that jug of icy cold water and they bring refreshment, just like my son did just then to me. All right, refreshment. And I call them makers. They make us, they build us, they help us, and they encourage us. Paul writes to Timothy, and he makes mention while he's in prison, while he's in pain, while he's getting on in years, while everyone else has deserted him, he makes mention to Timothy of this one guy with a really long name. Now, Christian families, I've been around for a while in, in churches, and I've never seen anyone call their child this, all right? honest Sephorus, honest Sephorus, all right? That's his name. Paul says in verse 16, May the Lord show special kindness to Onesiphorus and all his family, because he often visited me and encouraged me. Okay, that word encouraged me is the same word for uh, refreshing. In fact, we're going to have a look at it uh, in a little bit more detail soon. But before we do, let's have a look at this guy's name. This guy's name, Onesiphorus, I love names for their meaning, okay? So this guy's name means bringer of the prophet. Now, not prophet like, you know, Isaiah or some guy that speaks the future. Prophet as in money, financially, you know, generous prophet. So he's bringer of advantage, bringer of profit, okay? Just like where we filled up that uh, cup with icy cold water, that Jug was left emptier, but it brought profit to the Christian, you know, the glass, and or the person. And this guy, Onesiphorus, was just like that. He wasn't a taker. He wasn't a faker. He was a maker. And he wasn't looking for any accolade or awards. In fact, all he wanted to do was bring advantage into someone else's life. And it's pretty cool because... It wasn't just anybody's life. Here we see Paul, the apostle, the great apostle Paul, mentioning this guy. You know, these three verses about Onesiphorus in your Bible are the only mention of the guy in the whole entire Bible. But it's so important that the apostle Paul sees this guy as so special. You know, because I think sometimes we can feel like um, leaders don't need refreshing. You know, like the Apostle Paul, he probably would have been a pretty difficult person to get to know or to have a conversation with. He was probably a type A personality. And, you know, it was like all or nothing. And if, you didn't, if he didn't like you or didn't get along with you, then he just moved on somewhere else. He didn't know how to do that very well. But here, Onesiphorus encourages Paul. You know, sometimes we just should encourage our leaders. In fact, I got a text message just this, oh, was it a couple of weeks ago, last week or the week before, uh, from somebody just encouraging me, just saying, hey, how can I pray for you? You know, we're thinking of you right now. And it was just really special. And it made me think of of this guy. And I thought, he's a bringer of advantage. He wasn't in it for gain or personal gain. He was to bring gain to the other person. He was to encourage and to refresh. That word in, in verse 16, encourage or refresh, is actually a greek word which means to increase and up the breeze to increase and up the breeze like a, someone bringing being a breath of fresh air in someone's life not dragging them down or, or 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 you know taking from them using other people for their own advantage but but actually just bringing something to that other person and leaving it with them It's like a cold drink on a hot summer's day now josh gave me a refreshing cold drink just then but you know sometimes in winter it's 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 better to i actually find this more refreshing in winter on a cold day this is a a nice cup of coffee oh yeah and that's warm because the environment that i'm in is cold that is refreshing to me you know Being a refresher to somebody else isn't just something that you do, okay? So it's something that you are, someone that you are, and it's all about the environment that that person's in. So for example, Onesiphorus, if he went and visited Paul in Rome and he started to preach to Paul and tell him, you know... If if he was a Christian, he shouldn't be. He wouldn't be in jail, and yada yada yada. That wouldn't really be refreshing. So, refreshment is really relative to the situation that the person's in. So, for example, uh, something that works for one person might not work for another. So, spamming someone with text messages probably won't work for some people. Maybe just one email, or. Um, just a smile, you know, something that gives into that person advantage and profit. How does this Onesiphorus bring advantage and profit to Paul? Well, let's have a look. Grab your Bibles. Let's have a look. First of all, um, it says in my Bible, the New Living Translation, that he uh, often visited Paul. It wasn't just this one off thing. In verse 16, he, he often did it. It was a part of his own life. He was just that person. I want you to think of people in your life that have just been that person that have often visited you or often encouraged you, often blessed you. You know, you didn't ask for anything. You weren't looking for anything, but they were just like a breath of fresh air that came in often. And it was just at the right time. So he did it often. Not once off. All right. Also, in verse 18, we see just down at the end, Paul says to Timothy, And you know very well how helpful he was in Ephesus. You know, to be encouraging to someone, you don't really have to say anything. Just being helpful to somebody is a blessing. I've had people helpful to me this last week, and, and they, they probably didn't even know they were being helpful. But it was just a blessing to me that they were doing something for me as a, as a help. But Paul says to Timothy, you know very well. In other words, I don't really have to tell you about this guy because you know all about him. But here's just three verses in the Bible about this nobody, this extra in God's story. So in Ephesus, Onesiphorus and his household were known for their helpfulness. For their encouragement, for often visiting people and just being so hospitable, and a fresh, a refreshing breath of fresh air to people. What else do we find out about Onesiphorus? Well, in verse seven, uh, sorry, in verse sixteen, we see that he was never ashamed of Paul when Paul was in chains. Now that's really important because he is more concerned about the person than the person's problems. Now, Paul was in chains for being a Christian, for being a believer. He was in prison. Now, we don't have people in Australia that are in prison for being believers, but all around the world, there are people right now that are chained in prison, under guard, because they simply believe in Jesus. They might be leaders of a church an underground church. They might just be Christians that just got caught at work praying to Jesus. And they're in prison because of their faith. And this guy, this generous guy, Onesiphorus, showed his encouragement by being brave. Not just doing it often, not just being helpful from time to time, but being brave, like stepping beyond what Average people would do to be nice to somebody going to prison looking at the person not their problem being kind to somebody regardless of what their problem is we could take this another step further you know there are some people out there with some problems people but they need encouragement too they need refreshing as well who knows how they got in that situation I remember when I was a young uh, young fellow uh, struggling in, in my life with problems, there were people that I look back at now and they were actually like an They brought refreshing and they brought God into my life. They brought the Holy Spirit's presence into my life. I didn't look for it, I didn't really deserve it, but they just were bringers of blessing. They were bringers of profit, bringers of advantage. They weren't takers or fakers; they were makers. How else did he bring refreshing? Well, it's interesting because there's so many so so, uh, so many times Paul mentions here about Onesiphorus and Onesiphorus' household. So I think another way that he brought encouragement and refreshing to others was was not just a plan that he did something or went to visit Paul or it was just something that he was. It it was a part of his whole DNA as a believer to be refreshing so much so that his household were refreshing as well. Paul says in verse 16, May the Lord show special kindness to Onesiphorus and all his family because he often visited me. And further on down, in fact, at the end of this letter that he writes to to Timothy, he even mentions Onesiphorus at the end of the letter in verse 19. He says, Give my greetings to Priscilla and Aquila and those living in the household of Onesiphorus. Some people think that um, as Paul is writing this to Timothy about this guy, about this ordinary extra in God's plan, Onesiphorus, some people think that Onesiphorus has passed away already, and it's like a legacy, you know? And so Paul is praying for the blessing that he's received from Anesophorus to be passed on to his own family. You know, isn't that beautiful? Was a was a refresher to Paul, but also to his own family. How... And that encouraged, that challenged me when I was reading this. How am I bringing refreshment? How am I a bringer of profit into my kid's life, into my wife this week? What am I saying? What's coming out of my mouth? What's coming out of my heart? What's, what am I doing with my hands? That's actually bringing profit, bringing advantage to their life without taking anything away or or loading them with burdens. All right. Now, parenting can be hard because, Loading, loading them with burdens looks like asking them to do chores. <laughs> Kids, not wives. Don't ask your wife to do chores. But the principle's still there. We're, we're to encourage, we're to bring, refresh. In fact, we're gonna, we, sh- we should bring courage. That's the whole idea of the word encourage, is to, to leave the person more courageous than you found them. And to, and to refresh means to leave the person better than you found them. You know, are we people like that in here in Hope for Pakenham Church? Are we are we refreshers? Are we like Onesiphorus? Do we bring the advantage in the in in the conversation? Because ultimately, it's not a it's uh, it was it's who we are that shapes what we do to encourage people. Proverbs. Proverbs 11.25, if you've got it, turn with me there. I'll just read it out to you. Proverbs 11.25 says this, The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. This is an image of sowing seed. The generous will prosper. In other words, you see a farmer, you see a picture, I see a picture of a farmer walking out, sowing seed, being generous, throwing the seed, letting it go, bringing the advantage to the soil and allowing that to grow. And that grows to bring a harvest. The generous will prosper. Those who, and the same principle of sowing and reaping applies to the refresher, to the person who brings refreshing. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. Those who up the fresh air in someone's life, who bring refreshing, themselves will be refreshed. Who are you refreshing? Who are you sowing into? Who are you bringing a profit to? What, what things are you saying? What things are you doing? You know, it's, it's questions we should be asking ourselves on a daily basis and even a prayer that we should be praying every single morning. Lord, this this day, help me to use words that bring profit to the situations that I come to at work, in my family, at the shops, when there's situations that I can't control. Help me to be a bringer of profit, a bringer of advantage into this situation. I don't want to be a taker, Lord. I don't want to be a faker. I want to be a maker. I want to make someone better having spoken with me or being with me? Who are you sowing into? Good question. It's a really good principle because ultimately Onesiphorus was just doing what Jesus expects of all of his followers. I want you to turn with me to Matthew chapter 24 and we see Jesus telling this parable about when he's coming back to judge people, all right? The last day when he comes back, and he he shares this parable from Matthew Matthew 25. Did I say 24? Matthew 25. And I'll go from verse 31, okay? When the Son of Man comes in his glory, this is Jesus speaking, and all the angels with him, then he will sit upon his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered in his presence, and he will separate people as as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep at his right hand, and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those on his right Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you fed me, I was thirsty, and And you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then the righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you something to drink? Or a stranger and show you hospitality? Or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. I think Onesiphorus understood that principle that. Even though he was doing it to others, his own family, or even to Paul, he was doing it to the Lord. Colossians 3.23 says, Whatever you do, whatever you do, do it as though working for the Lord. That's a really good principle to apply to a work situation where you don't like your boss, or where people are, are mean to you and, and you feel like you're not getting your rights heard, or you, you, you're not getting what you I don't know, deserve do the work as if you're working for the Lord. I know I've had some people that I've worked for in the past that, uh, you know, they really weren't easy to work for. And so that principle really, I had to put it into practice, working as if I was working for Jesus himself. And for Onesiphorus, I think it was, you know, he was just caring as if he was caring for Jesus. And that would have been passed on through his family. And, and these kids would have grown up with that same kind of attitude because they've seen it in, his fa- in their father. And I think that's where Onesiphorus Onesiphorus got it from, is that he saw it in his father. The Holy Spirit in him was so encouraging that he just overflowed with blessing to other people. Who are you sowing into? Onesiphorus encouraged Paul, and no doubt other people as well, as if it were Jesus himself. Let us go and do likewise. Let us pour out refreshment on people this week in Jesus' name. I want you to think about people that you know that could really do with some refreshment. Now, we've got to be careful to guard our hearts because sometimes we can try and refresh people in order to get noticed. I want you to refresh someone this week. You know, one of your neighbors that might not even know you. And do it without saying who you are or why you're doing it. Just bring blessing to that person. Just encourage them. You know, it might be someone that you know. You know, I've got this, this uh, rule of my life. Is if someone crosses your mind, cross their path. Not in a bad way, in a good way. Like give them a call. You know, if you're mowing the lawn or doing some kind of, you know, washing the dishes or mundane thing, often the Lord just puts people in, in your mind or if in, if in your prayers, you, someone comes to mind. Give that person a call or send them a text message or, or just pray for them without even calling them up. But if we want to see God working in our community, then we need to be partakers of that. We need to be um, practitioners of that in our community as well. All right. Just like these extra people in God's plan. They were just ordinary people, but they were willing to get up and do. All right. So, I want to encourage you and challenge you this week, and all of us in my lounge room as well, to get up and do this week, to be bringers of refreshment to somebody this week, like you're a a breath of fresh air, or a glass of cold water, or a nice hot coffee on a cold morning to somebody, that you would leave them with something good and not take anything away or load them down with heavy loads. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you bless us, you don't load us with burdens. You don't take things away from us unless they're bad for us. But God, you give us. You're a giving God. John 3.16 says, God, that you gave your one and only son because you love the world so much that you gave him. And so, Lord, we just thank you so much for that generosity, that you have a generous heart. And so, Lord, I pray that each one of us, God, would be generous towards people this week, that we would sow blessing into people's lives. And that, Lord, we would bring refreshment to others, Lord, simply because you've refreshed us, or maybe they have refreshed us in the past, like Onesiphorus with Paul. So we pray, Father God, that you'd help us to do that in the background, God, just to bring you glory. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.